Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. The title of my message this morning is, How Could It Be So? How, I think I've got a screen, How Could It Be So? And I want to tell you that as I was preparing this message this week, and especially this morning, I feel like God speaks to me on Sunday mornings a lot about what we're going to do in the meeting, but I felt like God was showing me that 2020 is going to be a year of exceedingly abundantly for whoever believes. Because he is the God that can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or imagine, but it's only taken hold of by faith. And like Pastor Melissa was saying, trusting in him, putting our total confidence in his goodness and his ability to go before us. And the scary thing is we're already on the third week of the first month. Right, We're almost one-twelfth of the way through the year. So yes, next week's Vision Sunday, but, but we need to be actively stepping into the future. Not just dreaming about, not just hoping for, not just as, but stepping into all that God has for us now. Otherwise, the year's going to get beyond us. We're going to look back at August and go, shivers, eight months have gone. Where have they gone? What am I going to do? What was the vision again? Okay, we're going to get there. So next week, we're going to be writing the visions down. We're going to be praying over them, dreaming together. We're going to be praying over our our school teachers, over our business people, over our youth and, and our school kids. We want to come and we want to anoint your dreams and visions for the year. There's a power, there's an authority in Christ. We can take spiritual authority over our lives in our circumstances and we can set ourselves up uh, for, for a blessed year. Amen. I love that song. Are you ready? Every time we step into the presence of God, we should be, am I ready? Am I ready for what God may do? Am I ready for a God encounter? Am I ready to be filled to overflowing? Because that's what God wants to do in your life. He wants to fill you. He wants to get to you, not take from you. He wants to enlarge you and bless you. And, uh, And I was just thinking through in in Jeremiah 32, and I shared this last week. I'm going to share two scriptures that I shared last week. Uh, But it's, I am the Lord, the God of all creation, is anything too hard for me? So as you find yourself in your prayer closet this week, as you find yourself in the presence of God and you start dreaming, saying, God, give me visions, give me dreams, show me what you're going to do. I want you to remember that he's not unclear or uncertain about what he can do in your life. He is the God of all creation, and there is nothing that's too hard for him. The Bible says all things are possible to those who believe. So let's just go to that place. You see, fear and faith can't coexist. You can't live in camp fear and in camp faith. You have to choose to be in one or the other. We may go between, but predominantly we need to position ourselves on the the foundation of faith because the foundation of faith is what vision is built upon. The second scripture is, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. We don't know what we don't know. But in James it says, if anybody lacks wisdom, he should ask of God, who gives liberally and without reproach. But when you come asking, when you come seeking, when you come desiring from come in faith... Because the man who doubts is like a wave of the sea that's tossed to and fro. He shouldn't expect to receive anything from God. But when we come in faith and we come in surety and we come in certainty of a good and loving father wanting to answer our prayers, we can stand in faith knowing that whatever we ask of him will be granted to us. Amen? Okay, so like I said, the title of the message is, How Could It Be So? And I've got a question for you this morning. 
Does anyone here have any life defaults? Things that you just do intuitively or, or subconsciously in reaction to things that have happened. Is anybody willing to admit to having any life default? I've got, I'll go first. You don't have to say, maybe just say it in your head, but when I'm rinsing the dishes, I turn the, the cold tap on. And, but what I do is I get my dirty dish first, I turn the cold tap on, I rinse it, I turn the tap off, and then I put it in the dishwasher. My better half, however, she likes to turn the hot water on and just let it run for a little while. Just heat up, get hot, put the dish under the hot water, let it rinse off, clean it, scrub it, rinse it, put the dish in the dishwasher, and then come back to turn the tap off. Life default. If she goes to the sink, it instantly goes to hot. And I'm like, why? It's about to go in the dishwasher and get... Anyway, life default. When I turn the air conditioning on in our house, I firstly go and shut all the windows. My family, however, they don't care if every window's open, every door's open, every fan's on, every light's on. They don't care because the air conditioner's on. If I go past the fridge... I'm trying to locate somebody. If I go past the fridge and the door's open, I shut it. My family, however, they don't mind if it's open. It's almost like elevator music, this soothing chime of the, of the fridge doorbell. Ding, 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 ding. And I'm going, you know why the ding's there, right? The ding's there to say everything's getting warm in the fridge. Shut the door. When it starts to rain, I love rain. Rain's one of my favorite things in life. When it starts to rain, I shut the windows. We all have defaults. We all have internal defaults, subconscious defaults, things we just do, things that either annoy us or things that pique our attention. We've got defaults. I'm sure you can think of some internal defaults that you have. Well, for the last month, we've been hearing that 2020 can be the greatest year of our lives. In, August, in, in December, Pastor Dean came and he made that statement and it kind of just hit me. 2020 can be the greatest year of your life. Why not? And he just kind of left it that why not? But that why not was a big punctuation. It was like, it's up to you. It's your decision. Will you accept the greatest year of your life or will you make excuses for why it's not? It could be the greatest year of your life. Why not? But even though I'm sure we all want it to be the greatest year of our life, I'm sure internally most of us would say, but how could it be so? It's been declared over my life. God's promised it for my life. I can see it in my mind's eye. I want it to be, but how could it be so? Because 2019, you know, that was a bit of a sucky year. There's some twists. There was some tw 2018, yeah, that one wasn't good. It, now that I'm thinking about it, I've been trying to save the deposit for that house for 15 years. I've been suffering with this situation for 10 years. How could it be so? And we overlay or we put the filter of how could it be so? I want it to be so. I hope it is so. I'm dreaming and believing it. But how could it be so? And this morning, I want to shift any internal defaults we have. I want to speak faith this morning. But I want to shift any internal defaults that we have from how can it be so to yes, Lord, let it be so. 
where every single thing that we do in 2020, we're trusting in him. We're believing that he is the light unto our path, the lamp unto our feet, that he is making our path straight, that he is leading us and guiding us into the promises that he's declared over us. Amen? Come on. In Hebrews 11, it says this. It says, now faith. You are men and women of faith. You have had the the spirit of faith and the seeds of faith, faith deposited on your inner man by God himself. God believes in you. He believes in you more than you believe in you. And he wants you to work your faith, manipulate your faith, strengthen your faith, standing in him when you don't understand and you don't see. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is something. It's not nothing. It's not an ethereal thought. It's not, it's not something in the nether. Faith, faith can be held onto. Faith can be entered into. And you know what? Nobody can take your faith from, from you. I want you to stir your own faith. I want you to go to that place of, of reading and learning and praying and listening for the voice of God. Just as we were worshipping there, I felt God told me three things that he was going to heal today. Somebody with pain in their feet, somebody with tendonitis in their hands, and somebody with pain in their jaw. So if that's you this morning, I want you to step into faith and say, that's me. I'm claiming my healing. I'm claiming my miracle, the breakthrough that God has for me. I'm taking a hold. Don't wait till tomorrow. Take it now. And, and the way you take it is just say, yes, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Whatever you have for me, I will take and, and, and I will I'll accept into my life. Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. For by it, elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. God spoke and the world was. You have to go to a position of faith to, to, to be able to accept that. God spoke and said, let there be and there was. God wants to speak into your life, your circumstances, your future, your path for the year ahead, and and he wants to go, and it is good. It is good, but we have to accept what he says. Um, So that by the things that were made, uh, were not made of things which were visible, by faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it he being dead still speaks. His faith still speaks today. The faith that you give today to God will be spoken of in your future, by future generations, by future those that know you, those that understand what you walk through to get to where you are and see the goodness of God evident in your life. It says, by faith, Enoch was taken so he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. Before before he uh, was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it's impossible to believe to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a reward of those that diligently seek him by faith Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen had never rained on the earth Noah was told to build a boat and in faith he did it in faith he stepped out what's God calling to you to do this year that looks impossible you've never seen rain before you haven't seen the provision before you haven't stepped into the break what is God calling you to do that you can step into by faith uh, by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to that place which he would receive an inheritance. And when he went out, not knowing where he was going, by faith he dwelt in the land of promise as a foreign, in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And it says, by faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. She's 90 years of age. She's got a promise from God. This has been a 25-year promise. It hadn't outworked. It's, how long have you been waiting for your promise to come to pass? 
Don't give in. Don't grow weary in doing good. Don't, don't throw in the towel. Don't, don't get out of the race. Keep running towards what God has promised you. By faith, Sarah received strength to conceive. She bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man, him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. I love this. I love this whole chapter, this faith chapter. This is by faith, Abel. By faith, Enoch. By faith, Noah. By faith, Abraham. Put your name in there. By faith, Christian. By faith. Put your name in there right now and just say it out loud. 2020, the greatest year of my life. By faith, Christian stepped out into the promises of God and saw them come to pass. Come on, what are you believing for? What are you dreaming for? Are you going to accept? Because the enemy is a liar and a thief. And he's coming to steal your dream. He's coming to steal your peace. He's coming to... But, but you don't have to let it go. In Christ, you stand in victory. In Christ, your life trajectory winds upwards. How's it going to be the greatest year of your life? By faith. How's your business going to grow? By faith. How's your marriage going to get better? By faith. How's your health going to improve? By faith. I got to tell you, I just want to have a vision of the glorious day that God's calling me towards. I don't want to be looking at circumstance. I don't want to be looking at the past. I can't change the past. And what was faith yesterday isn't faith today because I'm through yesterday. I need fresh faith, new faith today. Now faith is. And uh, I love what it says in Romans 10, 17. It says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Feed your soul. Feed your soul. When you don't know what to do, feed your soul. When you don't know, go to the word of God, listen to podcasts, read your Bible, speak to leaders, have somebody speak the word into your life. I just sit there as I drive at time. My God shall supply all my needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Why? Because I need his provision in my life. I need him to go before me. I can't see how it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going. I know my circumstance. I know where I'm at, but I know that he is a God of the miraculous. So I start speaking into being my God. My God, he's my God. My God shall supply. It's not about my boss. It's not about this. It's, not, it's, it's my God. My God. I want to create space for God to get in the middle of my situation so I can see him move and give him all the glory. Is this all right? There's a saying that we travel in life in the direction of our dominant thoughts. That's why it, we need to align our thoughts with the thoughts of God. Isaiah says, I, you know, I'm sorry, Jeremiah says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. We need to allow, align our vision with what God says, because he says he's got plans. He's thinking about you all the time. He's planning your future and it's blessed and it's not, it's not going to hurt you. It's going to bless you. So we got to have a vision, but we've got to focus on that vision. Proverbs 29, 18 says where there's no vision. No revelation of God in his word. The people are unrestrained. But happy and blessed is he who keeps the law of God. Can I encourage you? Just, just keep the law of God. Just, just listen to what the Bible says and do what it says. And at the end of 2020, I guarantee you it will be the greatest year of your life. 1 John 5, 4 says, Whatever's born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world, but he but believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And I just want to encourage us, and like Melissa was saying before, this, this message isn't to condemn anyone or, or to point fingers. If, if you have a how-could-it-be-so-default mindset, don't worry, you're in very good company, because all through the Bible, if you read your word, you'll see every, there were people that kept saying, how could it be so? 
In Luke 1, verse 26, it says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favoured woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. You will name him Jesus. He will be very great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will, be, uh, will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will ever end. And Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. This is Mary, the mother of Jesus, saying, how could this be so? The difference between Mary and others that have asked this question is she let her heart remain soft to say, though I don't understand how this could be so, I'm a virgin, at your word, Lord, let it be. At your word, it's all right to have the question, how could this be so? But we need to remain soft and pliable so that God can do what he wants to do in the midst of our impossible situation. And I want to tell you this morning, if God has spoken to you about your life, about your future, about the blessings that he wants to bring, the breakthroughs he's leading you to, the healing he's about to do. Just know that no matter how impossible it seems, God is able to make it happen. God is able to make it happen. I, I, I know you, you'll remember, but I've, I've spoken to you about a girl, Misha, who I prayed for in Melbourne 18 months ago. Uh, and if this year, Misha's getting married. But if you had have asked her 18 months ago, do you think you'll get married in 2020? Her response with a few expletives would have been, how could it be so? You see, because 18 months ago, she was paralysed in a wheelchair, had three carers 24-7 looking after her to clean her, to bathe her, to feed her, to drive her everywhere else, but in a moment. God is able. God is able to reverse the curse. God is able to turn around your situation. He is he's more than able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or imagine. But what are you asking and what are you imagining? Because so often we, we, we put up a wall and we just go, I don't want to get hurt again. I don't want to be disappointed again. I don't want to go through another year like I've been through. So, so we get numb to whatever is going on. Let's, let's not get numb. Let's, let's shed the skin. Let's start afresh in a brand new year, believing in faith that God is able. Amen? You know, in, in 1996, when I was at Bible college, I did college uh, 94, 95, 96. But in 96, I felt like God spoke a word to me that was, the eyes of the blind will be open when their faith lines up with the will of God for their life. The eyes of the blind will be open when their faith lines up with the will of God for their life. And so often I think we're living below what God calls us to live above. And, and our, when we let our faith levels rise so that we can see what God sees, so that we can see what he's already dreamt over our life, our eyes are open to the realities of God possibilities for our futures. I want to encourage you, grow in your faith this year. Enlarge the place of your tent. Step out, stretch out your curtains. Do whatever you have to do to become a a bigger person in God this year. And most of the time, that's just waiting on him, waiting for him, listening to him, and then being willing and obedient to what he asks of you. So often I think we live below what God has called us to live above because of that default. How could it be so? And I want to encourage you that doubt never engages God, but faith attracts the power of God towards our life. Faith attracts answers. Faith attracts the miraculous towards our world. And I'm going to share it, but Melissa did before. Proverbs 3, it's trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with your heart. Get, get rid of the head. Get rid of intellect. Get rid of what you know. Get rid of, because you can't rationalize a miracle. You can't rationalize breakthrough. You can't go, well, this is the three-step process for me to step into breakthrough. No, it's God. 
It, it's faith in Christ. It's connection to the King. It's intimacy with God. It's trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. How could it be so? How could it be so? Eight years ago, I was in Tasmania and a lady walked in, and I'm not being rude when I say this, but a very, very large lady walked in and sat on the front seat and she stank, absolutely stank. There was seven kids sitting next to her, but, and I could, I could smell her from where I was. She had a condition where her skin was rejecting her body. If she went out into sunlight, instantly she would blister and just um, would start weeping from her skin. Every night when she went to bed, she had to change her sheets three times. When she'd walk around, liquid would go down her legs into her shoes. I, I, can't, I don't even know what the condition is, but she'd been exposed to chemicals in the, the army, and it was a condition that she had. So she'd become agoraphobic. She, she hadn't left the house for two years. Her, parent, her kids basically didn't have a mum anymore because she couldn't do anything. If she put her hand into hot, soapy water, the skin would just drip off. And God said, pray for her, I'm going to heal her. I'm like, let's just do an easy one. Let's do a headache. Let's do a toothache. Let's do a skin condition, a digestive issue. Let's just, he said, pray for it. So I said, would you just come forward? I'd like to pray for it. Prayed for it. She didn't even get to me and fell out under the power of God. All seven of her kids got saved that day. That was it. I, I came back from Tasmania. When I, when I um, spoke to my friend a month later, he said she's lost 40 kilos. I said, what? And I didn't know who he was talking about. He goes, I won't say her name. The lady, she is, she's lost 40 kilos. He said she went to bed that night, woke up the next morning with skin like a baby's bottom. Smooth. She said the scars that she used to have on her body prior to the condition were gone as well. That it was like God restored to her in a moment. How could it be? How could 2020 be the greatest year of my life? How could I get through breakthrough? How could I break this addiction? How could I get to a place of, of positivity where I see things, you know, I'm not pessimistic, I'm optimistic, where I'm looking towards a, a, a new day, a better day? How could it be? You know, I think of Mary and Martha in the Bible. I think of Mary coming saying, the one that you love is dead. We told you he was sick, but you didn't come. But your best friend, your, your mate, your buddy, he's dead. And Jesus says, he'll rise again. Didn't I tell you this wouldn't end in death? She, but how could it be so? He's dead, four days dead. It's impossible. It, it, it's done. The situation's beyond my comprehension, my ability. You might be in a situation right now that is beyond your intellect, your capacity to understand or even process. You, there might be hurt in your world. God wants to remove it from you so that 2020 can be the greatest year of your life. He said, did you not realize I bring salvation with me. I bring deliverance with me. I bring the new day with me. I bring all that you need. If you have me, you have what you need. Just come to me. I want to encourage us this morning just to come to him afresh. Just to come to him guarded, unguarded. Just to come, Lord, I need you. I want you. God, give me the God vision. Show me the God vision for my life, not just the vision that I have. Yeah, I want to pay down my mortgage. Yeah, I want to do this. Yeah, I want. No, let me think bigger. Let me see clearer. Let me move more definitively this year. Amen. I think of Jesus' disciples. So these guys have been walking with Jesus for three years. They've been seeing what he's doing. And they find themselves in a field, and Jesus has been teaching all day long. And he says, the people, they say, the people who are hungry, send them home. He says, you feed them. They go, how could it be so? There's 25,000 people sitting in front of us. We've got five loaves and two fish. How could it be so? 
So often the issues of life look that much bigger than what we can, we can control or we can manipulate in and of ourselves. But God's with me, all things are possible. I know I'm saying the same thing different ways this morning, but God wants to do a miracle in your world. God wants to change you from who you are to who he's created. We need to keep journeying on this path of life towards what God has called us to be. Amen? When we sow faith, we reap God's faithfulness. When we give God something to work with, and that's what I love about uh, Ephesians where it says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or imagine, to him be the glory in the church. When we give God glory, we receive of his spirit. We receive of his power. He, you know, Isaiah 64 says, God works for those that wait for him. He meets with those who... Re-. God is working. He's doing more behind your back than you can see before your eyes. So I want to pray this morning. I want us to stand and I want us to set ourselves up in a position of strength. We say, I'm letting go of any old defaults. I'm letting go of a default that's there because of a hurt, a default that's there because of an experience, a default that's there because of my upbringing. And I'm stepping into a position of faith this morning. I'm stepping into a place where I'm saying, God, I'm going to receive all that you have for me in 2020. I don't want to do this year like I did last year. I don't want it to be another Groundhog Day moment. I want to walk into 2020. I want to accept all you have for me and see it come to pass. Because the Bible says that the promises of God are yes and amen. The promises of God are yes and amen. Let's amen the amen. Let's say, God, I agree. I just believe. I'm excited about what you're going to do. I'm excited, Lord God, that you're you're for me and not against me. I'm excited that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. That, God, you've, you've set a hedge of protection around my life. The enemy can't touch me. No matter what comes in to try and take my joy, to take my peace, to rock my vision this year, it's all going to come to nothing because, God, you've set a standard over my life. Would you just lift your hands right where you're at? This is going to be a year of, yes, Lord, let it be so. Yes, Lord, let it be so. I've held a word for 20 years. Yes, Lord, let it be so in 2020. You know, I've walked through troubling times. I, I, I've had emotional issues. My, my mind has been scrambled, but it's coming clear. Yes, so. Yes, Lord, let it be so. You know, my, my financial circumstances aren't exactly what I want them to be, but I'm believing for that day, for that promotion, for that blessing, for that heaven-sent provision. Yes, Lord, let it be so. I need health in my body. Yes, Lord, let it be so. You paid for it on the cross. You set me free. You declared that it is finished. So I just step into the finished work of the cross. I just accept right now your goodness in my life. Your grace is sufficient, Lord God. Yes, Lord, let it be so. For pessimistic mindsets, I break them right now. I thank you for faith, for hope, for love, for optimism. I thank you for joy bubbling up in people's spirit right now. I, I know that we all have at some level or some degree a how could it be so. Why don't you come and lay that at the foot of the cross this morning? Why don't you say, God, I'm letting it go. The Bible says, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. My yoke is easy. My burden is like, come and learn from me. Why don't you just go, you know what? I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of going around this mountain. I'm sick and tired of saying all the right things, but not necessarily believing it on the inside. I'm stepping into a new day, a new paradigm. I'm stepping into the spirit realm right now where God can touch me and God can change my life and my circumstances in a moment.
Yes, Lord. Let it be so. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.